1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Utah Outcasts. It's now Wednesday and it's the Features episode time, and I've got a lot lined up for all you guys out there, so let's go ahead and get right to it, shall we? Uh, If you're new to the show, welcome. I'm X and I'm your host, and this is the second episode of the week where I put all of the, you know, less urgent items on the agenda that don't immediately need to be published on Monday. I do have a couple of special guests this episode joining me for The Geekery. I have, continuing on from Monday, we have uh, Super Gaming joining me on here. And a little bit later on, with uh, Fun With Real Audio, I get a visit from Mike Bowman, who was gracious enough to hang out with me late as fuck at night when I was recording this. So without any further delay, let's go ahead and get started.
2: There is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is his prophet.
3: <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> Steve this debate is about religion let's discuss it rationally now think about it if you were god would you manifest your divine glory to a shepherd in a cave in saudi arabia in the seventh century or as the son of a carpenter in a manger in judea in the year zero come on use your mind joining me this week
1: is a uh, vanilla soup from the super gaming channel on youtube and uh... we're going to talk about some uh... some geeky shit so We're going to get started because I know this one is big on his mind right now. And uh, it's kind of big on a lot of my friends mind. I I didn't get too much into it myself, but this isn't all about me. So Destiny 2 Ah. is coming out here pretty soon. And for those that don't know what Destiny is, it's what uh, it's what uh, Bungie went on to do after they sold Halo off to 343 and Microsoft. So uh, it's a very damn good game. A lot of people love it. I try to get into it. I but I'm not meant for MMOs, so I I
4: required <laughs> Well, I
1: I try to solo everything. I soloed Borderlands one and two. Mm. And so I'm like going into like playing MMOs like it's it's hard because you really yeah. need other people to live. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so uh
4: w- lots of grinding and not the kind you get at high school games.
1: no and so the <laughs> destiny 2 is coming out on multiple systems uh but it's also coming out on pc this time which is pretty goddamn rad to to, to tell you the mm-hmm. truth because uh mouse controls for aiming and WASD for walking around and stuff i'm i'm there and especially if you've got a a decent powerful computer and you can get 60 frames plus per second and beautiful like 4k it's it's amazing <laughs> so
4: yeah that's that's my rig that i'm running is it's geared to be able to run 4k at 60 frames a second yeah it's a beast i love it
1: and so uh, it, what's even better with the, the pc thing is that it's being backed by activision and blizzard so it's going to be on battle.net so it's it's oh, yeah. that's a serious my plus for <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, i bet...
4: that's a huge step
1: i'll have to challenge you on a hearthstone if you play that at all because i i, I love that Ooh, game you
4: you'll, you'll, you'll me! I suck at <laughs> It just it's reminds me—it it, it just
1: reminds me of the the Magic: The Gathering days, but a lot simpler, yep. <laughs> and so that's what you a know, lot of people fun, like from it. So,
4: fun fact on some of the other segments, we were talking about how I served an LDS mission, but that was a, that was a big thing. Magic: The Gathering as missionaries, we would like. On our our days off, we'd go at like all get together and play Magic the Gathering. I don't
1: know why, but that was a huge thing we'd do. I'm surprised they'd let you do that with all the occult symbols (laughs) and stuff that's in there. Mm. Especially if you guys had someone that was playing a black deck. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Injustice 2 came out this week, and um, I've got friends that are nerding out over it, of course, and I don't have time for it because I podcast in YouTube every day every week and <laughs> i don't have time for games so i i'm gonna get the ios version because it has the same story so that's really why yeah. i play games
5: <laughs> and yeah, it, oh sure. god it's got to be this better than right
1: here. it's got to be I'm better careful. than a uh, contest of champions because that marvel game uh, bugs the, yeah it's, no, it's i
5: terrible.
4: agree with you um yeah I, i'm waiting for next paycheck but then i'm definitely picking up injustice i loved the first one but honestly, I wish they would bring back the uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. That game was amazing. I loved that one.
1: I remember playing that when my kid was like a newborn, and I'm like, "This is so cool." But at the same time, I'm like, "This is <laughs> terrible." <laughs> like <laughs> it's like it's like the kind of cringe where you're like, "That
4: that that worked. That that's okay."
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, and what I like what I like about the new uh, Injustice that's out is that you, it's the same company that does more, the Mortal Kombat series, so they've got that really kick-ass engine that they use right now for it, and oh, yeah. it looks Beautiful. gorgeous. <laughs> so, I mean, and it's your favorite DC heroes, and they've got tons of skins coming out for it. I, I'm not the kind of guy to get DLC for that kind of thing anymore, but it, it, for a lot of people, it is something that they are very interested in, and they're going to spend a lot of money on. So, uh, more power to them. I, I used to really, really enjoy fighting games. I just, like I say, I don't have time for any stuff anymore. Those
4: are pretty time. Tiny- too many genre <laughs> yeah you get good at that that's a lot of time and dedication,
1: yeah, and let's see the let's see we're gonna slide into some uh comic book movie stuff here, so uh the embargo is still on with Wonder Woman, which comes out on June third, so probably about a week or two after this comes out uh but everybody that I know that has seen it has been giving social media reactions that have been super positive, so they they can't oh, yeah. they can't say that they loved it, but they can say. I can't say that I loved it. <laughs> they'll, they'll give you jokingly yeah, I, answers like that.
4: I've heard a lot of people saying that this is the best DC uh, Cinematic Universe movie that they've made yet.
1: Which so. is funny because I, I, I'm, an, I'm a DC apologist, so I, I, oh, yeah? I, I love every DC movie that's come out so far. <laughs> even really? even okay. Suicide Squad. People hated Suicide Squad, and I'm like, I don't see any problem with it. It was fun. <laughs> the soundtrack was good. Oh, man, the soundtrack really <laughs> was good uh but i mean this this really does bode well for the dc uh world out there and it's just there's just so many people that have been preemptively hating on it before it's even come out because they love it or hate it there are people that are just just ready to just troll dc fans and stuff just because they're they are marvel fans and it's like no i i don't understand the whole tribes thing like if you like it you can like it if you don't like it don't be a dick. What's
4: funny is that that's like a complete opposite of what it was maybe like ten years ago. You know, I remember growing up, it was weird. Like among my friends that were nerds, it was weird that I liked Spider Man. It was weird that I that I like Captain America, Superman, and Batman. That's where it's at. But now it's like if you're not a Marvel fan, you're you're, you're garbage.
5: <laughs> so <laughs> wrong. I, so I, wrong.
4: I love <laughs> I love a lot of DC movies. I I grew up watching a lot of the DC universe uh animated universe love justice league cartoon um i actually own every single animated film warner brothers has put out
1: because for, they're um, amazing
4: <laughs> they're horrific yeah they're they're fantastic films and so like i i go into it with the hopes every time like i hope this movie is awesome i hope this movie is awesome <laughs> and batman for superman did it for me batman vs superman was pretty good i did understand you people giving a hate for it but did you I don't ever
1: agree with it did you ever catch the the director's cut the uncut one that had like an extra thirty minutes yeah. in it
4: yeah it didn't I that, don't know why that was a theatrical didn't release. that
1: completely <laughs> change the entire movie you know it
4: fixed everything you
1: know well, it's like <laughs> like like you wondered how like Lois went to his apartment the guy's apartment and like it fleshed out the whole Lois Lane story, so it made a lot more sense you're like Oh, and it also made it also fleshed out a lot more of the Lex Luthor stuff, so you're not like just lost, like, why is he so damn weird? You know, it's like why does he act this way? What's going what the hell is this supposed to mean?
4: You know? What kind of rock were you dropped on as a kid?
1: <laughs> Did they drop you on the head as a kid? Like how they drop me on my own head. Oh. Uh so yeah, I'm I'm excited for DC and uh, like a lot of my I've got a lot of friends on the Geek Show and they say that where marvel is lacking dc picks up and vice versa so right now dc is getting their asses handed to him in the movies i i admit that fully i mean but you do have the most icon the, the three most iconic people in comic book world is is not like marvel people i mean sure they're very famous but like wonder woman superman and batman are like three oh, yeah. of like the like the easiest spot across the, the globe kind of of. The DC yeah, universe. Exactly. yeah. Okay. And so I'm not I'm not shitting on Marvel fans. I'm a Marvel fan as well. I love every one of the movies that has come out so far, and I I love a lot of the comic books. I've got a bunch of them on a shelf over here. But it's like, uh, for for me, DC was where it was when I was a kid, mm. and I've tried watching some of the Marvel animated stuff. And about the only one that I've seen that I really liked was uh, what was it was there was the Civil not Civil War it was a uh, World War Hulk.
4: Oh. Such a good film. That one was. Oh, really no, cool. no.
1: I'm thinking of Planet Hulk. Sorry, Planet Hulk. Uh,
4: yeah. This is the one where the he. Planet, yeah. Where the new Thor Ragnarok's pretty much going to. Yeah,
1: take place. it's taking the whole thing from there. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I've already seen this movie. <laughs> yeah. And there was another one where the uh, uh, Hulk versus, which was really good too, where it was like three different stories. Uh, yeah. And so yeah. there was one where it was I like. I a lot. Yeah, there was the Hulk versus Wolverine, and then there was one where like Deadpool and somebody else was going against Hulk as well. It was really fun to watch. I mean, that I like
4: the, Hulk in the cartoon. It's going to be at least OK.
1: <laughs> it's going to be so spicy. You know, no, it's usually pretty good. But I mean, they, uh, they they lack a lot of the times like a lot of the Marvel like cartoons. I, I couldn't grow up watching. I mean, I was not already an older guy when I was watching these cartoons, but uh like except for X-Men. X-Men came out like when I was in my teens. And so that was a rite of passage for me growing up. But like you had shows that came out later like uh Spider-Man, didn't care so much for it at all. A lot of people apparently did. I didn't care. There was an Iron Man animated show. Never watched an episode of it. Yeah. It's it's probably mainly because I was too old at the time. But I mean because I wasn't well, watching Fox Kids, you know, I wasn't, you know.
4: They uh really hit their stride with the with the uh, X-Men and um, the Spider-Man show, in my opinion. Yeah. Other than that, there hasn't been anything I care to watch, you know? Like- Except
1: there was a, God, what was the kids show where it had the, the mighty, what the, the, uh, what's it called? I can't remember what it was. It was the kids like Marvel series where they were, br- they were bringing in like obscure as hell people to be in the show. And I was like, Holy crap. They're indoctrinating kids early because like, Modoc was one of the villains, and I'm like, my God.
4: <laughs> like this was a talking, are you talking about the spectacular Spider Man?
1: No, no, no. It was a kid show, it was like Marvel Defenders or no, I can't remember what it was called. Oh, was yeah. A... I never watched that Let's movie. see. Yeah, I'm gonna go Google it, it while time. we're on the show. Let's see. Marvel, uh let's see, Marvel Kids Show. <laughs> what the hell was it called? It's killing me because I can't remember what it was. It's um Superhero Squad? I think that's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, Where the superhero like, squad they show. Make those,
4: like, yeah,
1: really cute, tiny. Yeah, dresses. they're like super deformed, but like some of the jokes in there are still dirty as shit. <laughs> oh, really?
4: Yeah. Oh man, I never watched that
1: one. I was watching it with my kid, and like they they even went as far as like introducing Blade and like really? like all of the no. a- Avengers, including some of like the B and C list Avengers, making on there. <laughs> it's like, Jeez. holy crap! This is really obscure characters that I can't believe they're involving them. <laughs> But my kids liked that for a little bit, so it was kind of fun. Uh, let's see. The last little bit of news that I've got here is, uh, let me ask you, have you ever watched the movie called The Dark Crystal?
4: Yes. Love the film.
1: And good so room. that was like a Jim Henson's like project of passion that he did. Like that's the one where he banked up all of the stuff that he could in order to have this movie made. And it was a really good movie. It's nightmare fuel for me as a child, because I remember my parents let me watch it and just, when they're starting to drain the essence from like the poor little folk, and the the, the the Skeksis mm-hmm. are draining the life energy from th- people using the Dark Crystal, and I was like, scared the shit out of me as a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, apparently they've uh, been given the green light, the Henson Company, to make a Dark Crystal prequel series on Netflix.
4: Really? Wow. Yeah,
1: That'd they ca- came out this week. Good they're going to be making a ten episode prequel, and I'm.
4: Oh, so just like a little... Okay, I like that. I like that yeah. a lot.
1: And I, I think that's... I, I like movies, but at the same time, I am really enjoying the the long-form storytelling that we're getting from a lot of properties these days. I mean, yeah. you couldn't do the Daredevil... Like, Daredevil doesn't, didn't work as a movie because you're trying to tell too much at one time, but when you made it into a TV series, it made a hell of a lot more sense. And yeah. you're get, you're getting that way with a lot of the other Marvel properties as well. I mean... I don't watch Agents of Shield because I, I don't TV as much as I used to. But like you have uh, to to branch off here, you don't. You have a show like uh, American Gods that's on right now on Stars. Would not work as a movie at all. I don't think you could get it to work as a movie. But now that they're doing it as like a long form storytelling kind of thing, it's actually working pretty well. You know, and yeah. it, you've. You've got a lot of these books that don't work as like a one solid project. But if you break it up into like 10 or 12 or even like 20 stuff, you can make a lot more sense with it. Like Game of Thrones would not have worked as a movie like ever. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But it's let's go ahead. On. Let's go ahead and divide it into, oh, I don't know, 80 episodes. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you could tell five books in that time. <laughs> so I'm really excited so, to see what they
5: have
4: series.
1: Yeah. I, I never read the books, thankfully
4: because <laughs> I, I tried i 14 year old me uh had a friend that
1: that's read a me, hefty like, yeah. bookload to read at 14 it, dude
4: <laughs> well, well it, it, the thing is you know going through puberty my friend was like there's sex in it and i was like all right i'll give it a shot <laughs>
5: <laughs> sure
1: why not
4: but i couldn't make it very far i was i was pretty bored <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's just about george rr R. R. martin for you i mean there's a lot of people that probably crucified me for that but I don't <laughs> like fantasy books. I never have. <laughs> I can't really? read wow, them. Okay. No, because you get into apostrophied names, and I'm like, nope, I'm done. Like the first time, like someone comes up, I'm Ragothic. I'm like, okay, fuck you. You need, you have way too many consonants together. You need We're a vowel. <laughs> I'm done. I'm not reading this anymore. Can't do it. And it's not like hatred or anything like that. Like I've read most of the the uh, the Dark Tower series. I don't view that as fantasy, but it is, you know, it's like I get along with it. I read like the Lord of the Rings and uh, the Hobbit when I was a kid, because it's, that's J.R.R. Tolkien. You have to read it, you know? But then again, I guess I might be breaking my own rules because I've read all of the Dune books and those aren't, those are far futuristic sci-fi that has nothing to do with fantasy. No, it's not fantasy at all. I don't know. My, my argument holds no water. I don't know what it is. I, I like the Conan books. <laughs> I I like the, the what the hell's his name? The Frank Franzetta artwork that came from those just Whatever, X, you don't know what you're talking about. You need to shut up.
4: I, I Frank Franzetta that's a good artist.
1: Great know. artist. Amazing. Yeah. I think he had a movie uh, that came. No, out? uh
4: Christopher or not Christopher Nolan. Um Zack Snyder. Like he direct he like claims oh, yeah. a lot of his of what he likes to do straight from his artwork.
1: I'd I'd agree because uh, Zack Snyder's best work was when he adapted, you know, not just like, I mean, people shit on Zack Snyder for, you know, ruining DC and it's not his fault. He, he, if you give him a piece of work and make him make that movie, it turns out really nice. And there's a lot of people that had problems with Watchmen. I thought it was amazing. I love that. I love, especially like the four and a half hour extended version that has the Tales of the Black Freighter in it and everything. Perfect fucking movie. Perfect adaptation of a comic book. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they had to change around the whole psychic squid into something else at the very end. But, you know, they had to change a couple things around here and there because you're talking about a comic book that was written in, like, the early 80s, you know? So... Yeah. Very different time. Very different time. And when you have... uh, Let's see, what else was I going to say? So he did the adaptation of 300. Yeah. And Frank Miller amazing art okay i should say he was an amazing artist he's gotten really weird in his late days uh but when he did 300 great fucking comic book great great adaptation by zack snyder same thing with sin city as long as you give him a piece of work and then you say make this into a movie he'll do that for you but oh, when, yeah. you, when you give him like okay we want you to do this and you know you can have you know artistic license with it that's where you have a problem <laughs> it's yeah. like don't no, no, no! You got to give him an end goal. <laughs> you can't have him the just... less
4: control he has, the less the worst his movies tend to do. Like, exactly, because he's a very he's a very visual storyteller. Yeah, and when movies like uh, Batman vs Superman have a lot of dialogue on it, it it suffers. I yeah. mean, even though if we just talked about how we both like that movie, uh, not as good as, as some of, some of his other work. Personally, I would I love Man of Steel way more than Batman vs Superman. Uh,
1: you're one and of the I feel few like, because a lot of people hated that movie. Hated well, that movie. I'm like, I, what is I wrong love, with you people? That's a good flick. Like,
4: <laughs> yeah, my my background in film is uh, obviously animation uh, with my game design passion, but um, I, I I studied animation. I've I've done some collaboration with some folks that work at Pixar, and so being able to do to look at films from a visual perspective is much more. Of what I of what I, of what I like to do, rather than yeah. you know watch *Downton Abbey* and listen to people talk all the time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what was I going to say? *Man of Steel*. I, a lot of people had problems with the ending of that one, and I don't mean to rehash stuff that's already been buried for years and years and years. But you don't understand. Zod was about to kill somebody, and he wasn't going to stop. <laughs> yeah. He had yeah. to do. <laughs>
4: Well, and and the, a bunch of the naysayers like would say like, oh, he would never do that. I'm like, really? I can point you to A, B, and C in the comics where he did. Yeah, so.
1: that's a that's the exact same problem I have with people shitting on. You know how Batman killed all those people in uh in Batman versus Superman. Like Batman would never kill anybody. You're like really, really? I I've got multiple books where he's killed people. You <laughs> know.
4: His best animated film of all time—he kills people. The the Dark Knight Returns, you know, like, yeah, geez, that that the whole story arc is about him killing people and the repercussions of that.
1: And, and it's like they the, people just want to have these stylized versions of these superheroes, not realizing that there's oh, I don't know, eighty years of canon behind them. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, like they've been around for a long time. I'm sure they had to kill somebody at some point. <laughs> So anyway, anything been geeking on for you? Anything you've got you want to talk about real quick before we call it quits on the geekery for this week?
4: You know, I will always advocate for this game. If you guys aren't a fan of Overwatch, I just want to put a plug <laughs> into that. You need to play that game. It's going to be free next weekend. So hell yeah. Hop on the train.
1: My uh, my kids like the free weekends because they my oldest loves to play as Tracer. So
4: <laughs> oh, it's a, yeah, she's fun. She's a lot of fun.
1: And I don't know the. The name of the uh, lady that's the heavy—I can't remember what her name is—but she has like the rocket Zarka? launcher. Yeah, there you go.
4: Bizar- well, the the rocket launcher is Farah.
1: Farah, there you go. Farah. Uh, yeah, that's who I. Go. That's who I main when it's free weekend. So.
4: <laughs> yeah, she's fun. Yeah, so you guys should check that game out for sure. It's also it's your anniversary next next week, so it's.
1: So if you haven't if you gig. haven't played in a while, you might get some free drops. So
4: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think every event they tend to at least give you one free loot box. So
1: Yep. So go check that out. Uh, and, Overwatch is cool. And if,
4: you and... after, if you choose to buy it after the free weekend, uh, all your stats and stuff will carry over.
1: So And I I remember watching your video where you were talking that it might be making its way onto the Nintendo Switch, and boy do I hope it does. I hope it does. Oh, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah, you should check that out if you get a chance, uh, viewers at home. Uh, I've made a couple of videos about it now, but they're there's some signs that it might be likely not anytime soon, but maybe in the future.
1: Well, I mean, if you can get it to run on an Nvidia shield, you should be able to get it to run on the switch. You know? A- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, that's it for the geekery. We'll catch you guys here in a minute.
2: Stephen, what part of there is no God but Allah and Muhammad is his prophet, don't you understand? <laughs> Look, let's assume for the sake of argument that your God is the one true God. That would mean Allah is not the one true God, which we know he is. Don't you see, your logic eats itself.
1: Okay, I'm just gonna read the title of it here because this is just salaciously terrible. It's like, Rick Joyner says, "Comey scandal is a trap set by God to identify and destroy Trump's enemies. It's a mouthful, man. That is a very long YouTube title. You you're not hitting any good search engines with that. It's it's just, it's way too much. But anyway, let's let this overgrown white headed pinhead talk to us about some stuff.
6: Think the left and the media think they've got Trump on the run.
5: They don't realize what a trap they have set for themselves.
1: We got this guy. The guy's on <laughs> the. Trump is not playing 64-dimensional Parcheesi here. He's not playing, you know, a long con kind of game here. The guy is obviously not smart enough to do something like that. He fired Comey and immediately, you know, went away from what the narrative that the White House was trying to say and came out the next day, yeah, I fired him because I wanted to get rid of the Russia thing. It's like, what? (laughs) It's, It's not a trap or anything, but this, oh, my God. It's just ridiculous that... These people are like, well, you know, he's ordained by God, so therefore everything he does is going to be just right and wonderful.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, but fired him now. Now the pressure's off.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, you heard that from when he had the Russians in the White House. Yeah, he, was he, talking about. he
0: bragged about it to the Russians. I got <laughs> I
1: got rid of that. Uh, he was a crazy person or something like that. That and now, nut job. Yeah, the nut job, and now the pressure's off. It's like, oh my God, our president really said that? it's like what the hell happened to the sanctity of that office it just has just completely dried up at this point all right uh rick what are you gonna say
6: and uh i think you're gonna see this unfold yeah i don't even know i don't necessarily think trump is setting the trap for
1: them but okay so yeah obviously not trump setting the trap because no he's the bait
5: (laughs) (laughs) come get me boys
6: he's being used in a marvelous way i believe we have (laughs) someone even bigger who is setting things up in our country um, to respond to the that it is god himself responding to the prayers of his people and uh trump is being used in an incredible way and uh i think we're going to see everything turned around and they should have understood you know if you look at every time trump was counted out he came back with a bigger victory than ever
1: because this country has its priorities wrong (laughs) it's more important to shit on the snowflake liberals than to actually vote a guy that actually has a conscience you
0: know (laughs) holy
1: crap man
0: (laughs) it was a reality show
1: Yeah, he had high, he had the biggest ratings, the hugest ratings, and it, and I think it would be because of people like CNN that aired every one of his speeches without, you know, they're like, "Look at this train wreck! Look what's going on here!" Instead of just going, "Yeah, we probably shouldn't be showing this to people because this is this is just going to give him free advertising." It's just, he didn't realize yeah. at the time how bad of an idea it was, but here he is, President Trump.
6: I don't think this was just his brilliance or his team. Uh, They did a great job. You
1: hear geese in the background. Yeah,
6: there (laughs) is a divine purpose on the man. There is a destiny on him. And uh, he's got somebody looking out for
5: him right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's called the special prosecutor (laughs) or special investigator. he's got nobody looking out for him right now, man. He's got lawyers that are trying to keep him from going. I I think he's going to have a destiny of being the actual first impeached, like beyond impeached, you know, actually criminally charged president. (laughs) That would be nice, (laughs) Uh, uh, man. I I hope so. And I, I've got stuff later that you guys are going to be hearing when you guys hear it, but it's just, uh, I, I, I don't think the man's got many more legs to stand on, but, We've counted him out so many other times in the past. I don't know if it would be prudent for us to say, you know, it's going to happen when, boy, he sure surprised us all when he won the presidency. (laughs) Oh. But this just points out even more of the whole, how shitty is your God if he has to use this guy to prove (laughs) a point or to capture people when he's God? He can... It, it, it falls It falls back to my favorite line from one of my favorite Star Trek movies. What does God need with the starship? <laughs> <laughs> he, he's got it and he picked Trump. It, it's like, huh. okay, if he wanted to, you know, trap these people or, you know, get them to change their mind, he's got magic fingers that, you know, can zap things in a universe into existence. But yet he has to use Trump <laughs> and the GOP. <laughs> to destroy trump's enemies like it makes no fucking sense to me and just uh, i can't believe this guy he gets paid a lot more than people like me to do this stuff and it's like uh, god damn it he's
6: going to win he wins every time he's going to win this thing with comey and with the russians it will go away and good run i mean i'm tired of hearing about it
1: but me too but you know what <laughs> i've i've come to learn that you know if there's this much smoke there has to be a fire somewhere and i i would love the fact that i didn't have to do this anymore i wish it would go away i wish i could go back to you know sleeping normal and you know not waking up and the first thing i do is be like oh god what's happened with our country since i've been asleep and checking twitter and everything else like 20 or 30 times a day my kids are starting That's to so go much my, where's my dad he's he's on twitter all the time i never get to see him anymore <laughs> There's been so much winning. I'm tired of winning. Well, but what I don't get is that like maybe 10 years ago, this guy would have been like, Russia's our biggest enemy. They're going to destroy us in a nuclear war. They're the terror. They're terrible. They're, they're horrible people. And all of a sudden, just because the guy that he likes might have a relationship with them. They're not that big of a deal anymore. Russia's not that big of a problem. (laughs) You know, let's not worry about it so much anymore. It's like, treason is very fucking serious man collusion with it with an enemy like hostile state is a very serious thing and they're pretending like it's nothing at all and it i, I just will never understand that bugs the shit the president out of
0: me. can do what he wants to do
1: yeah we've already been proven that he can unclassify things oh, god yeah. damn it i work in that world and you don't do that you just don't do that i don't care if you're the president or not you don't do that
3: First off, it's not my logic, Steve, it's God's logic, as written in the Bible, every word of which is true. And we know every word is true because the Bible says that the Bible is true. (laughs) And if you remember from earlier in this sentence, every word of the Bible is true. Now, are you following me here, or are you some kind of mindless zealot?
1: All right, so we have Gordon Klingenschmidt, and he wants to talk to us about uh, the separation of church and state. Um... Which you know he's the the perfect emissary to be talking to us about these certain things. So here we go.
7: So let me get this straight: an evangelical Christian, as a legislator, is talking about protecting women and children from heinous acts of uh, violating their privacy or their safety in public bathrooms. In the context of a debate, perhaps in the Tennessee legislature, he says something like, uh, "When men abuse their power to go into a women's bathroom," That's evil. And by opposing the co-ed bathroom laws, we are going to crush evil. And and what that was twisted to say is that he thinks all transgender people are evil. Or as I would say, honestly, if I were preaching from my pulpit, as this program is my pulpit, (laughs) they're demon-possessed and they are evil. But he didn't go that far. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my
0: God. He didn't go as far as I wanted him to.
1: No, he didn't, he didn't say quite enough heinous shit towards those like already maligned people out there in the world where they don't deserve any of it. It's like, look, Gordon, I don't know how many times we have to shout it into this TV looky box here, but man, guys are not, God damn it. Let me, think of, let me think of the best way to put this. Okay. If it was co-ed bathrooms, no big fucking deal. Everybody goes in there to take care of whatever business they got to do. Nobody's in there for anything salacious unless they're a fucking creep, unless they're trying to, you know, do something that's going to get them arrested. That, that's as basic as it can be there. If it's a women's bathroom and a trans woman goes into that bathroom to use it, that is a woman going into the bathroom. It's not... It's not a guy like you think it is playing dress up or anything like that. It's actually a woman going in there. It's a gendered woman going there. And it's like, if that woman went into the boys' room or the men's room, whatever the little boys' room, according to Gordon Klingenschmidt here, went in there, he might or she might get their ass kicked because of the fact that they don't look like they fit in there. And we all know how weird guy bathrooms can be, you know, with all the gay porn <laughs> that's always showing in there 24 7. And, you know, with the cactuses that are just over there on the corner for that no one ever talks about. Now nah, we're we're lying. There's none of that shit. there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so, Gordon, what else ugh. you got to say? He's got Peter LaBarbera on the show with him as the his second, and I'm sure we're going to hear from him in a second, but just ugh, so gross.
7: He didn't say that. What he and said also, was, yeah. in the context of the policy debate of transgender co-ed bathrooms, his job is to protect women's safety and crush evil. But But they turned that into something more than what he said. Well, actually, you said it harder than he said it, uh, uh, Chaps, because he was talking also about ISIS. And he was talking generally about crushing evil. He didn't say, uh, I'm going to crush the evil of men and women's bathrooms. He just, that was part of a larger discussion, including ISIS. And what did the left do? The left turned it into, yes, he wants to crush evil transgenders, comparing them to ISIS. And so... They, they intentionally distort took out of context his words which were said in a radio interview uh not on even on the floor of the tennessee state legislature what
1: the fuck does isis have to do with bathroom bills <laughs> 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 oh my god i i almost have an inkling to go look up the story to find out what the fuck they're talking about but at the same yeah, time it makes like, no sense <laughs> i don't want to look this up because i don't want to hate humankind more than i already do but just What the hell, dude? (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't, man. There's Sometimes when I do this, I'm just left completely speechless, and this is just one of those situations. Hang on.
7: Well, there you go. So, again, this was his private speech during a radio interview and not during any conduct that he would have had on the floor of the legislature. That sounds exactly like what they did to me when I was a state representative on the floor of the Colorado state legislature.
1: Okay. So him talking on the radio is exactly like you talking on the floor of the Mm -hmm. legislature. Isn't that the opposite of what you just said? (laughs) Okay. Here's the thing. When you're an elected official, you're a representative of the people in that district, that state, whatever the hell you're talking about here. So anything that you go on the air and say reflects as you being a representative of those people if you're an elected representative you don't get to be a private citizen at any point until you're done being an elected representative and that's as simple as it gets there you don't get to bring your own religious hang-ups into it you don't get to bring into this whole i'm gonna fight isis and the power of the trans people like no you don't get to do that you don't get to do the wide stance in the bathroom and say that i was doing a foot tapping because i was i was thinking of a song in my head kind of thing no, you are always on point as that person. You don't get to be on downtime, especially when you're on radio. When you're at home, yes, there's your downtime. But you don't get to go on TV, on TV interviews. You don't get to be on radio interviews as a private citizen. Because why the fuck would they want to talk to a private citizen about any of these things? They have you on because you are an elected official. God. It's just. <laughs> uh... Watch
0: this
8: platform.
7: I just <laughs> man these people I swear. I'm calling them the, L- it, the LGBTQ hate machine because that's what it is it's hateful when you're saying somebody's hateful because they disagree with you based on their religion and their morality that in and of itself is hateful
1: don't you dare discriminate against me be discriminatory you know
5: <laughs>
1: that, that's hateful
0: <laughs> but calling you devil possessed evil is not hateful
1: Uh, how dare you tell me i can't call you faggot you know it's like how dare you impede on my my first amendment rights to say these horrible shitty things about people it's like what the fuck (laughs) your right to discriminate is not emboldened within the first amendment it's not there man they they have other amendments to the constitution to make sure shit like that does not happen
5: don't discriminate against
1: me for discriminating yeah exactly
7: us, they hate Jesus or they hate our religious freedom or our religious expression, but also they hate any resistance they have to their political agenda. And they are passing bad laws in state legislature after state legislature, especially in California and Massachusetts. But now, uh, anytime that a Christian legislator like Mark Green or like myself tries to introduce religious freedom legislation... They go after our private comments of what we say in our TV interviews or what I say on this TV show as if I said it in my capacity as a legislator. Uh, and they're unable to separate church and state, whereas Christians actually, I think, are uh, try to be professional in what, what I say in church <laughs> versus what I say as a legislator. <laughs>
1: you don't get to be Dr. Chaps, you know, the let's pray in Jesus name guy. You don't get to be him. <laughs> while you're a state representative you don't get to change I wasn't wearing costumes. My
0: representative <laughs> hat when i said that
1: i didn't well i had my fingers behind my back <laughs> i had them crossed be, i had my fingers crossed behind my back when i was saying that i said one <laughs> two three not it that's what i said <laughs> that's exactly what this smacks of here's christians are better at you know first amendment shit than uh god damn it gordon Damn it, damn it, damn it. I can't think of any better word for him right here. Ridiculous.
2: You know, there is one way of settling this crusade. All right, there are two ways of settling this. The one that I was thinking of, a pray-off. You pray to your Mm -hmm. God, and I will pray to mine, and we will see which one of us gets smited.
3: Great, let's do it. Is your God ready? My God was born ready, <laughs> or uh, not so much born as begotten, not made one being with the father ready. <clears throat> All right.
1: Okay. So Mike Huckabee, I absolutely hate this man. He, he comes from my neck of the woods. Well, I shouldn't say he's from my neck of the woods because I've been a, I've been a Utah adopted person for, oh my God, like 20 24 years so yeah i'm from utah i've lived here longer than anywhere else (laughs) but i still think about all the friends and family that i have living in arkansas and how mike huckabee was like the the voice of these not the voice of them because they they disagreed with a lot of the shit that he said but he represented them i guess that'd be like how people judge everybody here in utah based on jason chaffetz but thankfully they don't okay so He's going to be talking to us about the Supreme Court of the United States and how they, the Obergefell decision, uh, you, you'll have to hear it. And he jumps right into it. So I apologize if it's kind of jarring, but here we go.
8: What we now have is not a nation of law. We have a nation that is governed by five
5: unelected
8: black-robed lawyers.
1: Why did he have to emphasize the black there, I wonder? <laughs> The black robed—it's not like the riders of Nazgul, you know. <laughs> They're <a> Sith. <laughs> okay, so I, I guess what he's trying to say—and I've only given him eleven minutes, eleven seconds to talk here—he um, <laughs> wants to say that the Supreme Court has been ruling the the country because, you know, their job is to interpret laws that have been passed. You know, not make laws and that's not what they did with the Obergefell <laughs> decision that that they're talking about here but you know leave it to the right wing to think that okay he said five unelected people because the the five were in the in the uh against you know or no i should say pro marriage equality as opposed to the four that were against it and so he's got more to say about that here we go
8: think about this this wasn't even a unanimous decision of the court it's a sharply divided decision Five and then the guy died. Unelected lawyers <laughs> invalidated the votes of tens of millions of Americans, 34 states, and the will of many people, and in a single moment decided that they were going to redefine marriage. Now, what's most remarkable and
1: I- is that music in the background. Fuck me. That's- <laughs> <laughs> oh i picked this clip out the other day and i was like oh this is a good clip and then i I didn't realize the background music was there because i, I work in an area where people play music and so it's like i didn't hear that so <laughs> but he wants to say that for some reason it's it might be okay to legislate you know bigotry ba- based on how many votes it gets that's that's not how we do things man that's it no, doesn't guess- matter how fucking popular <laughs> killing jews might have been during world war 2 it was still the wrong thing to do
0: <laughs> yeah this isn't a straight democracy it's there's it's
1: a constitutional the republic and you know. balances here and that's there's a reason like, yeah, why yeah that
0: that law sucks
1: <laughs> we we have a lot of people within the uh the judicial department because that's their job is to check the other two groups out they're like uh yeah you can't do that that's against the law uh yeah you can't do that that that's violating everybody else's amendments i mean not amendments what is it Uh, rights based on these amendments that we have in the laws so it's just
5: but uh, it's icky.
1: it's gross it's like why are you thinking about two dudes plowing each other what the fuck do you care it's like well, why why do you care about two ladies scissoring or doing whatever they're doing it's like that doesn't fucking matter to you, Mike. What, like, ugh. but Of course, he's going to tie it up in a nice, pretty god bow here in a minute.
8: I'll try to keep this short, but I'm passionate about this because it goes to the heart of why our country's falling apart. It's not about same-sex marriage so much as it is the process. By their circumventing the process of this being decided by the people, they decided that it was what they should have done and what the people should have thought. What the real sin of this was that there's not a word in the Constitution about marriage. Nothing. The Constitution of the United States has not one word that defines marriage, says what marriage is or should be. And the Tenth Amendment says if it's not in the Constitution, it's left to the states.
1: Does the Constitution have anything about like uh, radio waves and computers and like child pornography and all these other things that? You know, we allow the Supreme Court to rule upon. I'm I'm just checking here. I I honestly think no, but what do I know? Maybe Ben Franklin was into some kinky shit back then. Who knows? (laughs) Actually, more than likely, yeah, he was into really some kinky shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not talking about cheese pizza. No, we're not talking
8: about that. So for all of us who believe that the Tenth Amendment was that one last fence that kept the federal government from getting too big for its britches. Suddenly, the federal government busted out of its britches in a huge way and said,
1: there is no... That's funny as hell. (laughs) We can do whatever.
8: We doggone well want to. And we don't have to have language. We don't have to have words. We don't have to have boundaries or parameters. We are God. Now, I know that they didn't say it in that term, but Tom, what they basically said in June of 2015 was, (laughs) we are God
1: he's talking about you know constitution laws being you know judged by the judicial branch and states rights and all this other shit what happened is they were like we want to get gay married sorry you can't get gay married okay i'm gonna take this up to the next court can we get gay married no you can't get gay married okay we're gonna take this to the supreme court can we get gay married Eh, why not and then they were allowed to get gay married across the united states So if you want to be mad at somebody, Mike, be mad at Utah for taking the shit to the Supreme Court. (sighs) You could have kept it as a state's right kind of thing, but no, you guys had to keep fighting it and making it a constitutional amendment and everything. And it's a a Utah constitutional. That was the prop three from like, oh, my God, that was like 2001 or some shit like that. That's back when that lab rat guy was still walking around doing the whole anti-smoking commercials. You know, people here in Utah might remember that guy laborat 42 oh, i don't remember i remember that that's a long time ago man
0: <laughs> on the park benches
1: and stuff yeah. <laughs> oh and I, I don't ever recall anybody uh, there's the people that voted f- that were in the affirmative for this most of them are very religious folks you know i I believe you had sotomayor you had kagan you had. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and you had Roberts, and I can't remember who the other one was, but all of these people are very deeply rooted rooted in religion, whether it be Catholicism or Judaism or whatever it is. But here's the big difference here, Mike: they actually give a shit how people feel as Americans in this country, how they how they're treated. You know, <laughs> it has nothing like, to do. It's oh absolutely- yeah,
5: they gotta look past their own personal uh
0: feelings Beliefs, on the matter feelings yeah like <laughs> it's like well yeah i'm i'm may not be into it but hey it's their right to do what they want
1: <laughs> exactly it's like oh, man and he has like another minute but i'm i'm honestly not going to give it to him because he, he's pretty much know. said all he needs to say here is just like I'm a bigot. <laughs> and I wish I'm a we could go back to being a bigot. That's what being a America great it would be, it'd be being bigots everywhere. And if if Trump is Busted not Busting out of our britches. Busting out of our britches in a big way. It'd be like Praising. <laughs> yeah, I think i I I've checked the, the I've got a bunch of porn stores around me here. I think I can go check if that one's on the wall there somewhere. <laughs> Wait a minute, people still wait. I, I joke about that because I honestly weren't. I I honestly think about it, like who actually buys porn. Anymore? <laughs> you don't really, really need to. Uh yeah. So, oh, but but I do want to bring up because I just thought of this funny non sequitur here because I saw a a bunch of people. I got this from Gay Star News earlier today, and there's a a fun article, fun for me because I think it's funny as shit where it says gay porn studio under fire for using didgeridoo as a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> and they're saying that it's cultural <sighs> appropriation because they're using a didgeridoo as a dildo. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Those are huge. It's huge. <laughs> and so I could just imagine that poor guy that's just uh, yeah, being see- left gaping after that. Just <gasps> ugh. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I served my mission in Australia.
0: <laughs> <They're> <laughs> big. And it was like, oh that
8: that just yeah, that that makes me hurt just thinking about it.
1: <laughs> I've had more than one colonoscopy and I can only imagine something of that diameter. Oh That's yeah. Just- <laughs> yeah, same. Oh my god. Yeah, deep into the uh blueberries there. All right, we're gonna wrap this one up.
2: Done. No, 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 no. no I'm done. I'm done too. And I appear to be
3: unsmoted. <laughs> yeah. For now, but let me tell you, when you die and go to hell, you're going to wish you weren't dead.
2: <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Now, am I going to be doing that after I go to paradise to join my bevy of spotless virgins for all eternity? You know, cuz I uh, I just want to give them a heads up where I'm going for eternity. <laughs>
1: Okay, Dave Dovenmeyer, this one's from a couple of weeks ago, but I I finally decided to use it on the show this week. Um, He wants to tell Christian parents that if you homeschool your kids, they will end up being millionaires. Can I just tell you how (laughs) wrong that is? And you guys can't see it because I'm not going to put it on the video. And if you're listening on podcasts, obviously you can't see it anyway, unless you somehow sync it up if you want to spend all the time to do that i don't know why you would but anyway he's got his grandchild on his lap while he's talking about all this shit in front of his you know fake green screen of him being in front of this like huge stadium that's completely empty anyway let's let him say what he's gonna say
5: they had reading be important because they wanted people to be able to read the scriptures for themselves they wanted the average person to be able to read the scriptures
1: no (laughs) there there was a lot of people in the church when the printing press first came out that were very concerned about people being (laughs) able to read the scriptures
0: they they did not want it's like i gotta cherry pick the things i tell them so
1: be like oh god they can read this on their own now. they know that it's gonna be completely full of shit damn it what do we do (laughs) i mean even joseph smith had problems when he started his printing press up he's like oh we're, let's start this press he's like oh our books aren't selling damn it <laughs> all right let's see
5: and what have they stolen out of the school well the okay. one thing that would bring some type of foundational principle in regards to morality and the way one lives their lives the scriptures they're not even welcome in the schools anymore see
1: wrong you could still bring whatever book you wish to read with you to school they can't tell you, I mean, unless it's like the Anarchist Cookbook. I remember a couple of friends in oh. high school that, like, that was a bad idea, bringing that to school, kid. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, no one's going to stop you, especially if, like, this, I'm sure I'm sure Dave Daubenmire's in the Bible belt somewhere. No one's going to stop you from coming to whatever school you go to and reading your Bible. They're going to be like, oh, bless his heart. That's so wonderful that he wants to read the scriptures like that. And if you're here in Utah, Nobody's going to think twice if you're reading your quad. No one's going to even like Oh, I yeah, I've seen that so many times. <laughs> it's always bugged me. They're going to be like, "Oh, he's catching up on his uh his uh seminary homework." <laughs> Wait, do they they assign homework in seminary? Uh, I never did any. Maybe at the <laughs> institute, but I I heard uh, i heard from a lot of kids that did go to seminary when I was in high school. They're like, "Oh, yeah, we go for the donuts." <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's Such a waste of, waste of space and money. It's so funny.
5: So uh, again, again, to see the devil get devil's got a great game plan. He sees our game plan. His job is to thwart our game plan. And what's our job? What do we do? Well, we pay money for him to promote his game plan.
1: But first, the horse. <laughs> Wait, sorry. That's a for you young people out there. That's a uh, kids in the hall reference. The kids in the hall were a comedy troupe from Canada. <laughs> <laughs> all right never mind
5: you pay money for it and then we put our kids in the midst of all all of it and then we can't figure out see listen if you really love your kids i'm just going to tell you the truth if you really love your kids if you were to personally educate your children you're going to create a millionaire how's that going to happen yondu <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean what kind of guarantee is <laughs> What kind of bullshit guarantee is he trying to sell people here? He's like, you know, if you uh if you uh if you teach your kids, you know, stuff that the school's not gonna teach them, they're gonna be rich. Like uh-huh. n- no. About the best thing you could teach a kid if you want them to be rich is like work towards something now instead of waiting for later. <laughs> you know, that's about the but even then kids don't listen because I'm sure people try telling me at an early age. Hey, why don't you save now for the future? Like, no, I want to blow all my money. (laughs) No, saving's hard. (laughs) Stupid. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) he's gonna be a millionaire. uh, Like all of a sudden, like all these all these homeschool kids that have no social skills are gonna somehow make millions.
5: (sighs) Because he's gonna be so much smarter than the average person that he runs into. He will be a boss at eighteen years old. If you homeschool them and teach them the fear and the admonition of the Lord and right from wrong. Uh, then the world's hungry for that. We're not finding it any. <laughs> uh,
1: the world's hungry to be subjugated. That's what it sounded like uh, to me. Yeah, Ugh, That's so gross, I mean, dude.
5: <laughs> I know
0: traditional schools don't work for everyone. No. Uh, my My oldest is in online high school and he's graduating a year early great for him but he, he couldn't do the traditional school but
1: yeah. uh homeschooling's not going to make him a billionaire
5: <laughs> no, especially
1: I mean, even if you have a passion for something uh, i don't i don't understand the the rights um you know obsession with money being the deciding factor of how how good of a life you've had or what kind of person you are i mean donald trump's a billionaire he got there by fucking over people left and right and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, he must be right. He's a billionaire. It's like no, dude, like like you can have people that aren't rich that have worked really hard at something their whole life and they're very good at what they do and they've had a rich and fulfilling life. But it doesn't have it to doesn't be mean all about there's... money, dude. It's like
0: <laughs> and you
1: can be rich, but not smart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've seen that. Good God, we've seen that. And I'm not trying to say this to toot my own horn, but I like the view that I'm good at podcasting. I'm good at talking to people. I'm good at, you know, having fun on on camera and on microphone and everything. But at the same time, I'm not rich. I'm not going to be rich doing it. And I'm, that's not my aim for it because I enjoy <laughs> doing what I like. And I just don't understand why, like, all of a sudden everything has to be about, you know, well, are you making money at it? not specifically you know me i'm just saying people that think that you have to be getting rich off of what you're doing in order for it to be a worthwhile venture when you know just being able to talk to people i mean mike i've talked to you yeah, online a little bit and you've interacted with me a bit and it's just like this is the first time we've talked face to face i mean okay face to face over skype but the thing is it's. I like the interactions with people in the world, and I view this as as like I'm collecting something. Like I get to talk to people. It's new people. I love talking to people. And it's like <laughs> I I'm not not you know trading it for money in the world. It's just I don't I just, I just don't understand why everything has to be it, it doesn't millions, always have to come. Down millions down to of dollars. Millions of dollars. <laughs> like I'm not getting rich at the the Clark Kent job that I have. But I'm good at what I do, it pays the bills, I live a comfy life, and I'm living in the suburbs. I'm not thinking to myself, God, yeah. I'm such a fucking failure because I don't have a, I don't live up in, like, South Salt Lake in the bench. It's like, it's like, no, dude. It's not, it's not how life works. And it's like, your kids don't need to be millionaires to be successful, I guess is what I'm trying to yeah. say. They don't need to be, as long as they're happy, healthy, and, like, enjoying their life, <laughs> I think it's, it's a win.
0: Yeah, I have I have a college degree in art. So that <laughs> <laughs> you don't get a college degree in art if you're planning on being a millionaire.
1: Oh, you just don't know you don't know the right people. No, I'm just kidding. I Obvious. Obviously. But. A BFA. <laughs> uh,
0: actually, it's a Bachelor of Science art. <laughs>
7: what? I didn't even know that yeah. was a thing.
1: <laughs> a
0: BSA. <laughs> uh, a B so yeah i kind of it's gonna go for the bfa but yeah I could you graduate know, earlier with a bachelor of science so. <laughs> yeah
1: well at least you finished your bachelor's i'm one of those lazy fucks that got his associates and be like i'm out of here bitches <laughs> <laughs> and it's never served me wrong because i'm not a millionaire i'm sure i've made about a million in the past oh, 20 years. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: i mean i i do okay I yeah i'm fine a decent
1: limit, but i'm happy that's the thing that's different oh, yeah it's like my my happiness is not based on cash sure if i had a billion dollars i'm sure i'd be a lot happier <laughs> but the thing is i'm not going to pretend like homeschooling my kids is going to magically make <laughs> millions of dollars appear in their fucking bank accounts oh, like uh.
0: <laughs>
3: Guys, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm just starting to think that this religion thing we're not going to settle it in 3 minutes. So, if you could just wrap it up and find some common ground, that would be great. Sorry. <laughs>
8: hmm. hmm.
2: Maybe the Jews right?
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe maybe so, you know. Which is funny cuz I, I normally don't care for Jews. <laughs> we
2: don't either. Really? We seem to find them kind of uh, scheming. We're very big on that too. Really? Yes. <laughs>
3: you
2: know We're not so different after all.
3: <laughs> I'm Steve Carell and I'm Stephen Colbert and this has been Even Steven.
1: I'm going to be completely upfront with you guys right now. The fact that the show doesn't hide from dancing on freshly chilled corpses means that we waive a little bit of the moral high ground. That we might have in combating the shitlords and the terrible people of the right but as i'm talking about a minuscule amount of leeway being given here because this person who died this week was a horrible fucking monster and i truly think that the world is a better place without him in it roger ailes was not just an adversary to the progressive movement that this country has desperately needed he was one of the end bosses that thankfully thankfully took himself out so that we didn't have to find his flashing red weak point. Roger was one of the visionaries behind of a lot of the Fox television networks, uh, most notably that cesspool that Jon Stewart railed against for so many years, Bullshit Mountain, a.k.a. Fox News. If you paid any kind of attention to that network at any time, and I suggest that if you're a listener to the show, you really should be getting your information from more than one source, if you can stomach it, really. Uh, anyway, if you paid any attention to the network, it's easy to see that the hallmarks that you can attribute to Ailes, he always liked to hire long-legged blondes that he always made wear skirts and placed the camera in just the right position to take advantage of the salacious nature of his 60 plus like aged old dudes that turned into the, tuned into the network. He was the master at making shit up whole cloth and selling that to the public at large. Ailes learned this tool set from working on various Republican campaigns that go all the way back to 1984 with Reagan's reelection and uh, helped guide George Walker Bush into the White House, even though I don't know if it's Walker George H.W. Bush into the White House, even though Dukakis was killing him in all the polls. Don't get me wrong. I admire this person because they were fucking great at what they were paid for. And that does not mean that I have to like the man at all. He has caused more harm to this nation's electorate and democratic processes than Russia did last year. If Fox News viewership actually were skeptical about anything, we would not be where we are today. To simply put it, Roger was, an, was amazing at making up their news, selling it, and reaping the profits off of the advertisers who suddenly, suddenly, have started to grow a spine when it comes to the Fox News network. Now, I didn't make this piece only to shit on Roger Ailes at Fox News. I do feel bad for his wife, I mean <clears throat> his third wife, and his kid because nobody wants to lose a loved one, and it sucks, I get it, but you can't tell me that there, there are not hundreds if not thousands of people out there that are slightly relieved that this sexual predator is now deep within the ground. I'll tell you who I feel worse for. How about all the victims of his lechery that will be robbed of the justice now that he's gone? Well, I guess they could still go out for his estate. I mean, that's if that's any kind of consolation prize, because we all know that he's made a a whole lot off of selling his proverbial soul. So, Roger, I say this in passing. Fuck you very much. Fuck your legacy, and more importantly, fuck your memory. I hope you are never remembered nicely, and if there is a hell, I will see you there. All right, well, that brings an end to the feature segment. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on Friday's patron show. That's when we drop the veil of secrecy on a six month old exclusive episode and bring them to the rest of you wonderful people out there that are not patrons. Uh, Those people who do count themselves as one of our patrons have probably already heard the episode because we have like another 40 or so shows that are available only to them right now. And if you like what we do here and wish to support the work that we do every single week, make sure you go to patreon.com Utah Outcast and donate at a level you feel comfy with. It's never been cheaper. Literally 75% off. So many, many thanks go out to our sustaining patrons, Angelica Pearson, The Godless Revolution Podcast, Louise Cruz, Jeff Linville, Mike and Darcy Bowman, and of course, the rissy monster herself, Marissa McCool. Remember, we don't only credit those who send the show some cash. Uh, We also give shout outs to anybody who gives us a review on iTunes. A five-star one would be great. A subscribe on YouTube, or even a review that we would get on Facebook, because, you know, they really do help us reach more people. Uh, and we're really grateful to get any reviews. So go right now and give us a rating if you haven't already, and we'll be sure to give you your due praise. A final thanks go to Kyle and to Mike for joining us tonight. But like I said, we'll catch you on Friday with our older patron show, and again on Monday with a brand new episode full of current events. Until then, everyone, you're welcome. I'm going my Holy shit, guys, a hundred episodes. Can you believe it? Hey, guys, it's X. Um, just going to add a little bit of a conversation here at the end here, just me talking to the microphone in front of my computer. Um, I'm about to release this episode, and I just wanted to give you guys an idea of how much gratitude I have for everything that you've done for this show. Uh, when we first started out, Two years ago or so, I'd, I'd never thought we'd probably get to a hundred episodes, and I'd never thought we'd be able to surpass that and get into the three digits. I guess that's a bit redundant to say it that way. Um, but we had the initial crew shakeup when we first started out. We've had people sick on and off. Big events happen in everybody's life, and currently, everybody taking uh, a number of weeks off until they they feel like they can dedicate themselves again. Uh, anyway. God, 100 episodes. It's been a fucking journey. I don't know how many of you guys have been there for the whole trip, and if you have been there the whole time, I really do appreciate you guys being there. Uh, I have to give a shout-out to all the patrons. It's, it's amazing to be able to say that you've earned for your craft. And th- don't get it twisted. It doesn't take a fucking genius to make a podcast. It does take somebody with a lot of dedication and willingness to you know put the time in to make it sound good to publish it weekly, to make sure it's out there when the deadline's hit and all that other fun shit. Anyway, I'm going a bit long here. I just I just can't believe that I've hit 100 episodes on this show. and We're not going to change up the format until about 105 because I like to have the 52 episodes per year thing. Kind of a stickler for that. Kind of stupid like that. Anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for making Utah Outcast a hell of a show. And I, I really fucking enjoy doing this thing every single week for you guys. Anyway, this is X, and I'm signing off. I'm going to bed.